This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Well, the wild ride we have seen on some stocks in the last week has drawn lots of attention from different parts of the financial sector. But the question of what has happened can be linked, tanked, uh, linked back excuse me, to a term known as frenzied trading. Wharton Finance professor Itai Goldstein did a research paper back in 2013 about frenzied trading, and he saw links to what he wrote about and what we have seen recently around GameStop and other stocks in the last week. And he joins us to discuss this as well as the impact that it may have longer term. Itai, great to have you with us today. Great talking to you. And by the way, I should note, and I mentioned this before the commercial break, uh, GameStop, right now, the stock has been halted for volatility, and it's like the third time, Itai, within the last 30 minutes that this stock has been halted for by volatility. Yes, it's a, it's a crazy ride. Yeah. So let's start with your paper that you did back in 2013. Uh, take us into what it was and the need that you saw back then to do a paper on a, on a topic like this. You know, we developed a theory of uh, trading frenzy. Uh, What a trading frenzy is, is a situation where you have different market participants all wanting to trade in the same direction. I should note that typically market forces go against that. So typically when everyone buys, it's kind of a good time to sell. Um, Because of the price mechanism, we have these sort of balances in the system uh, which help stabilize markets. But a trading frenzy arises when incentives are such that everyone wants to trade in the same direction. And the situation that kind of gave us motivation for it was uh, typically actually coming from uh, bear raids, where you have short sellers all kind of attacking the stock and short selling the stock at the same time. And what gives rise to that is, uh, you know, if you have a firm that is, say, financially constrained, and all short sellers are ganging up on, on the firm and short selling it at the same time, the price goes down, the firm will have a hard time uh, raising capital and financing itself, uh, and as a result, the value of the firm will drop and short sellers are going to benefit from their position. So this kind of, kind of gives you a sense of something that could cause uh, ev- everyone to want to trade in the same direction at the same time. And something very similar, but in the opposite direction, actually happened with uh, GameStop, where you had uh, some big hedge funds with uh, outstanding short positions. And then people on the other side said, you know, if we start all trading in the same uh, direction and buying the stock, the price will go up. It will make uh, the short selling positions much more expensive to maintain. This is what we know as a short squeeze. Um, then they will all have to buy, the price will shoot up, and our buying uh, actions are going to become uh, profitable. And, and so you, you, you saw this trading frenzy on the long side, which is much less uh, common, much more unusual, uh, and, and kind of an interesting thing to, to look at. Yes. Yeah, so thinking larger scale, what is it that kind of generates this trading frenzy? You know, so in, in this case, uh, I think the fact that you had all these outstanding uh, short positions certainly help because it was kind of a target. Uh, you, you have all these uh, hedge funds out there with uh, the, the short positions. If you make it expensive for them, they will have to buy. So, so it's kind of something that uh, can potentially be, be targeted. Uh, but, but something else that certainly helps is the fact that you have 
uh, all these internet uh, forums where yeah. people exchange information and kind of coordinate, okay? Uh, because at the end of the day, behind the trading frenzy is uh, the, the idea that people coordinate to trade in the same uh, direction. And I think the emergence of Reddit, uh, all these uh, forums where they were exchanging information and tactics and, and, and so on, certainly helped them develop this uh, coordination uh, mechanism uh, that, that led to this uh, frenzy to, to emerge. Well, and you're talking about, you know, an, basically an intentional move to negatively impact the hedge funds who were already shorting these stocks. Yes, exactly. And, and you know, we, we, we saw things like that in other contexts uh, in the past. You can think about currencies, uh, and I see a lot of uh, similarity between what happens with stocks and what happened in the past with currencies, where you have governments trying to maintain the exchange rate of, of the currency in a particular level, and then you have speculators kind of sensing, you know, this may be out of equilibrium, so they are all kind of coordinating, trading against the currency. Eventually, you see uh, governments abandoning the, the exchange rate in those situations. So you saw this kind of things emerge in the past with kind of short-selling attacks, uh, speculative attacks against currency. Uh, I think what you see now is kind of a curious case where you have all these uh, retail uh, traders uh, coordinating on the Internet uh, to take long positions against a short seller and make it more difficult for the short seller to to maintain the the position. So it I, it sounds like Itai though from what you talk about it as kind of the traditional you know frenzy trading that you've seen in the past. This is slightly different because uh, of this being somewhat of an intentional push back against the hedge funds. Yes, although I will say, you know, if you think about uh, speculative attack against the currency, there is also something intentional there as well. Um, I think what you saw here, which is an intentional push against a hedge fund that holds a, a short position, um, you know, we, we have seen some cases like this in the past, but, but this is uh, fairly unusual, I would say, yes. We're joined by Itai Goldstein, who is a finance professor uh, at the Wharton School. So your paper uh, also talks about this concept of real uh, economy effect, which is exactly what and, and how does it play out in terms of what we're seeing here with, uh, with uh, this activity over the last week or so? You know, so typically when we think about trading in financial markets, uh, we should take a step back and ask, do we really care? At the end of the day, is this just a sideshow, kind of a little casino where some people are making money, some people are losing money, but it doesn't have any real effect? Or does it have a real effect? Uh, and for a long time, I've been interested in so-called real effect of financial markets. When something happens in the stock market, does it really affect firms, investment, employment, uh, production, uh, this is the real economy. At the, at the end of the day, we care mostly about the real economy, not so much about uh, just the financial market uh, itself. So, so I was always looking for sort of these feedback effects from the financial market to the real side of the economy, investment, employment, production, uh, and so on. In, in those kinds of the short selling attacks that I described to you, uh, the, the real effect was very clear, very immediate, because if you have a, a firm uh, that is subject to a short-selling uh, attack and the price 
drops dramatically, the firm will have a hard time raising capital, investing. This will have a real effect on investment, on the production of the firm, and, and so on. You know, in the case of GameStop, I would say um, it still remains to be seen how all this is going to unfold. Uh, for, for a little bit, uh, during uh, the trading frenzy, when the stock price was going up, you could hear people kind of speculating maybe GameStop is going to do something. Maybe right. uh, because they have such a high uh, stock price, they will now start raising capital and using all this cash to, to do something, to invest. I don't think that's uh, very likely to, to happen. So I think the real effect here will probably be uh, limited. Um, potentially, you could imagine that something like this could happen if they actually took uh, advantage of, of the, the rise in stock price and, and raised capital and invested. But, but I think all, all this was so fast moving and crashed so rapidly that probably there will be uh, limited uh, real effects. I, I think some uh, other real effects that we could worry about are just the, the fact that so, mon so much money is changing hands. Some yeah. people are making money, some people are losing money. And, and the fact that so many people are losing money could uh, eventually have some disturbances for the for the real economy. If memory serves me, I think AMC Entertainment did go out to, to move to raise capital uh, when all of this activity started. GameStop, I don't think, has. Uh, but it's interesting when you think about those two companies, you know, in, in what they are, what the services they provide. You know, these there's a reason why there were people that are there were investors that were shorting GameStop. When you think about, you know, the video game market and what it is and and really not a need to have retail locations as much anymore. And then there's, you know, the big question about the movie theater industry and what AMC Entertainment may very well be, you know, in the next decade or so. Yes, absolutely. I mean, the, the whole thing started uh, with very strong fundamental motives the, the short sellers had. Uh, very strong fundamental concerns, right? These are businesses that traditionally had some problems, and now with pandemic, uh, they have much bigger problems. And looking into the world after the pandemic, things might change in, in a way that will not help their long-term prospects. So they had a reason to have these uh, short-sell positions. I, I will say that some of the people that took a long position that started buying they had a more fundamental, uh, optimistic view. They, they said, you know, at the end of the day, GameStop has a strong brand and they need to make some adjustments. And there were talks about, you know, they will go more into uh, e-commerce so they could still replicate some of the physical business into the online uh, environment. So, so th there was a, a situation of a basic disagreement, which is kind of healthy for financial markets. But, but it all kind of went out of whack with uh, this uh, trading frenzy and coordination that led the, the stock price to explode and then crash down. We're joined by Itai Goldstein. How much do you? How much impact then do you think that that we're going to see from what we've seen occur over the last week? Uh, that real effect, or is it still yet to be determined? You know, I think there will be some uh, longer-term uh, implications that are going to be quite broad for financial markets in general, uh, because I think what happened uh, with GameStop in particular and with some other stocks also uh, took people by surprise. I mean, people kind of knew that this kind of forces are underlying financial markets and could erupt here and there, but the magnitude was so uh, severe, so big, that I think many people were surprised. And now you, you hear 
a lot of people sort of going back and starting to think about some reforms. Uh, and I think there will be discussions going forward about reforms to uh, financial markets to try to prevent such things from happening. For example, uh, thinking about uh, transaction costs. Okay, This is something we have been talking about in financial markets for many years. The fact that when you have this kind of speculative uh, attacks, uh, you would like to put some sand in the wheels of financial markets and slow them down. And you hear that the fact that Robinhood uh, made trading so uh, easy and uh, not costly uh, basically accelerated the process and allowed this thing to happen so fast. So I, I think you will hear more about uh, transaction tax and potentially making those things less uh, accessible. Uh, there will be more examination of the short selling process to, to begin with. Yeah. Because of the, at the end of the day, all these things started uh, because of these huge short positions. And I think there will be more examination into how much of it should we uh, allow and should we make this a bit more uh, difficult as, as well. So, so I think there will be certainly uh, implications on sort of the long-term uh, uh, structure of fi- financial markets. And maybe right. we should take some actions to make these things less likely. And another thing which is related to what we see so much uh, these days across the board is, is the role of social media. And, sure, and yeah. you know, this brings me back to the sort of trading frenzy, the fact that they could coordinate over the social media and take such massive actions, yeah. I think, uh, gives people a pause. Itai, thanks very much for your time. All the best. Sure. Thank you very much. Thank you. Itai Goldstein, finance professor at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.